Totally Rad Christmas will return next week with a brand new episode. In the meantime, enjoy this season one episode with guest host Mike Westfall on A Muppet Family Christmas. And don't forget to vote for your favorites for the fourth annual Raddies. Just go to totallyradchristmas.com and you'll see the link. Also, check for new designs coming soon at T Public. And now for our special presentation. Schmicka gobla gobla gurfy wurfy. We're talking a Muppet Family Christmas. Hit it. It was 1987. Full House debuted on ABC. Aretha Franklin was voted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Final Fantasy released its first game for Nintendo. And Jim Henson created a perfect Secret Wars Crisis on Infinite Earth style Christmas. I'm your host, Jerry D., with another episode of Totally Rad Christmas, the podcast that talks all things Christmas in the 80s. Toys, movies, special music, fads. If it was gnarly during Christmas in the 80s, we got it covered. Now, joining me is a very special guest. You'll know him as the host and Muppet expert from the Tubular Advent Calendar House podcast, Mike Westfall. Mike, how's it going? (laughs) Going great. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for coming on, man. It's always a pleasure to have you. Uh, Your podcast is great, so I I can't... I mean, every time I'm listening to it, it's just I'm drawn back to that era and uh, your guys are always so funny, your guests, and, and uh, you just, you keep it lively. It's great. I'm, I'm very fortunate to have met a lot of really fun people through podcasting and it's <laughs> great to get them back every so often. So. It, uh, it, I mean, it shows because you guys, you always, whoever's a guest that week, you always have a great rapport and your banter back and forth is amazing. And of course, it's uh, funny as heck. So... <laughs> that's always that's always like my number one for a podcast is it funny if it's funny yeah i'll you know i'll listen to it (laughs) so let me ask you because i know you are kind of a muppets guy and and i love the muppets too but uh what is your history with the special with the special uh, i remember watching it the first night it aired um i've always been like muppets has just always been around in my life one of my earliest memories not just of Christmas, but of life is when I'm four years old, my parents are decorating the Christmas tree mm-hmm. and the John Denver and the Muppets album is playing the 12 days of Christmas. And uh, I'm yes. jumping on the couch, singing along with Miss Piggy. And that's one of the earliest <laughs> memories of just my existence. One of the first movies I saw with my wife was Muppets from space. So nice. I kind of hold that in higher regard than everybody else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> watching Sesame Street since before I could form memories of watching Sesame Street. And the Muppet Show's always been there. I remember my parents having a poster for the Muppet movie, so it's their fault. <laughs> I think. Uh, so every time there was a new Muppet special, it was an event in my house. So right on. I love this special like Big Bird loves shredded wheat and cranberry sauce. It's my absolute favorite. <laughs> that's a lot of that's a lot of love right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, you know, it's funny because same thing. I remember growing up, always watching the Muppet show, you know, of course, back then it was in syndication. And uh, yeah. I remember all the Muppet movies. Somehow I've only caught the end of this one every time it aired back when it first aired. And I never saw the whole thing. And then I kind of forgot about it until about 10 years ago. And all of a sudden I rediscovered it. And now it's like, like I wish it had been a part of my life all those years because it's just so amazing. Yeah. It's, it hasn't been part of my wife's life every year, but I mean, again, she's all on board with all of the Muppet stuff that I love. Uh, we live in just outside of Orlando, Florida. So we live near Walt Disney world. So they used to have an attraction outside of the hall of presidents where it was great moments in Muppet history or great moments in American history with the Muppets. And That's the cool. first time she took me that, like she just took pictures of me smiling. <laughs> That's awesome. I wish they had something here in Texas like that. No, nothing really. <laughs> Nothing Muppety I can think of, uh, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, the one cool thing was that we could always turn on the TV and Muppets would be there in some way, shape or form. And of course, Fraggle Rock growing yes. up was uh, one of my favorites as well. My um, father-in-law okay. and I bonded over Fraggle Rock. And really? He had it on one of the first times I was over her house. And we just sat and watched it and was like, this is going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it has been. <laughs> right on <laughs> oh man Can, okay I have to ask did it bother you because I, I know you you talked about it a little bit in your uh, the episode you did on your show but does it really bother you that the John Denver you know when they're singing the 12 days of Christmas that it's just so different from you know from the, that special from the I don't special think it bothered me I noticed it mm -hmm. but the album version is the definitive version for me just because same that here. came first. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. I heard that one first and uh, I've played it for my kids. I don't know how many times, but oh, yeah. when I saw the special, I mean, it just bugged like the stuffings out of me. I just, you know, it was like, that's not who comes next. And <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a bit of a shock. I remember, but I, I, I was, it never bugged me. It was just like, okay, this is this version, but that special's a trip, man. It really that, is, yeah. It's an hour long, but it feels like a month. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, Things man. Things in the 70s, especially just that variety show format, a lot mm -hmm. of the times it would just drag because it was a different generation. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's different from like the Muppet show where, you know, you have all this silly and silliness and zaniness and I mean there's just something that works about that you know compared to like the John Denver one and I think a lot of that has to do with John Denver's just his personality you know and and the subject matter I mean something about it it just didn't jive like the other ones did mm -hmm. of course I still remember uh when Christopher Reeve hosted and uh <laughs> and uh you know when the Star Wars guys came on and <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I'm still waiting for seasons four and five. Come on, yep. Disney. Yep. Gotta do it, Disney. <laughs> <laughs> they had that, they had a whole presentation on it during one of the conventions. Oh, they man. showed it up on the big screen. Season four coming soon, and they had Gonzo's Gonzo. Gonzo, yeah. And it just never came. Oh, what a heartbreak. I mean, don't they even mention it? I think they, uh, Walter even mentions it on, uh, like the extras of the Muppets movie that came out in, what was it, 2011? 
Yes, I think you're right. I think I remember that. <laughs> so, Good old Walter. So when the Muppets saying, come on, release it, I don't know. But uh, but anyway, so uh, a Muppet family Christmas. This one is is incredible. So the the premise essentially is that Fozzie takes all the Muppets to his mom's house to surprise her because he thinks she's going to be all alone. And of course, she has her own plans. She was going to rent the house and go to Malibu. And then antics ensue. And then there's like this cool, like I said earlier, crisis on infinite earth type thing. You know, like an Avengers style team up with the Muppets (laughs) and Sesame Street and Fraggles and... I mean, did it just like blow your mind when you first saw it? Absolutely. Um, (laughs) The only times I've ever remember seeing that many Muppets on the screen at one time is the end of the Muppet movie. Mm -hmm. And a year before they had a special, it was celebrating 30 years of the Muppets, which is now older than 30. (laughs) (laughs) It was like a banquet (laughs) style almost where they're all sitting in a banquet hall having dinner and they were all kind of there and everybody was wearing formal suits. It was cute. Uh, But then there was this, this was more huddled together because they all have to kind of cram in the farmhouse. (laughs) Yep. And again, my friend Carl and I counted, we ended up at a, there were 105 different characters in that farm. Five. Oh my gosh. And I think that included Jim Henson at the end washing the dishes. But oh, okay. That's, yeah, that's he's Muppet-like. Of, that's a lot of Muppets. That's a lot of people's arms hanging up in the air. Yeah. Oh man. I can't even imagine like how close, I mean, they were practically right on top of each other for a lot oh, of them. Yeah. yeah. I've been in that situation and uh, it's not pleasant. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I come from a big family too, and uh, our Christmas parties just get crowded. Yes, they do. <laughs> oh man. So okay. So Fozzie and the gang. It opens up. Of course, they're driving to his mom's house, mm-hmm. and they're singing. Um, we need a little Christmas. Of course, they change the lyrics a little bit. You know, Fozzie, we're all in a hurry, right. kind of thing. But right away, it just like hits you in uh, as Tis the podcast says. It hits you in the Christmas feels. You know. It, it just, does. That was the first time I ever heard that song. In really? That special. So every time I hear any other version of it, I forget that Fozzie honking his horn on his car isn't part of the song. <laughs> no, it's like, really oh, not. that's right. That was the thing they added. <laughs> yes. But and... Every time I hear it, I still have to make it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, we got to go Christmas caroling sometime. <laughs> I'm in. I'll totally pause for it. No, no All worries. Right. Yeah, so they're driving, and of course, right away, it just starts off super Christmassy. Well, you know what? Before we even get into it, this is one of those specials that I gotta, I gotta mention. It suffers from. I mean, it's like notorious for being like just edited to pieces. You know? Yeah. Like there's, I don't even know how many different versions out there where they take At this out and they take that out. Five. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's crazy. Uh, And some of it, yes, was because of time for the different network, but most of it was just because of rights issues, you know? Yeah, between the the songs and the whole Disney acquisition of the Muppets, they only Mm -hmm. bought the Muppets. The Muppets, yeah. Sesame Street is still owned by its own company. Fraggle Rock stayed with Hanson. So it was a lot of back and forth, especially in the nineties and the early two thousands that the relationship between all of those entities was very cold. And only in recent years has it started to warm up a bit. 
Yeah, my understanding was that he actually approached Disney earlier to try to to sell the Muppets to them, and and the whole you know his, his whole um, oh gosh uh, canon, I suppose, um, and it kind of just fizzled out, and so it wasn't until later that that they actually just like you said only took up took him up on the Muppets. Right. Um, I wonder what it would have been like if they had done it. I'm glad that they didn't also get Sesame Street. That needed to stay separate because of the kind of program it is mm. and the kind of service that it does. So I'm glad that that's its own thing. Yeah, it's more uh, you know public access. Let's focus on children and learning. Kind of a you know kind of its its deal. And, and there is you're right. There is something to be said for that. Like they just released a couple of weeks ago that uh, thing on COVID nineteen. And it was like, oh, I a, haven't seen that yet. Yeah, it was like a whole. I mean, most of the time, it, there's like doctors and and you know mm-hmm. things like yeah. that actually talking about it. But the 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 Sesame Street gang interjects, and there's a couple of little skits here and there, and then they'll ask questions about it, and it's like a video conferencing kind of thing, and so it's pretty neat. Um, you know, of course, because of that, they're doing uh, like a Cookie Monster has his own little snack time snack chat. <laughs> I don't know if you've <laughs> seen those; those are awesome. Uh, snack chat, snackity chat. <laughs> it's like the show where we snack more than we chat, or something like that. And yeah. you know, they they do that whole thing, and and it's a. Uh, so you're right. It's geared towards a different audience, and I think that it should stay that way. But part of me also kind of wishes they could all just join together, so we could get like a full version of the special. Finally, I you know. do, but thankfully I have a full version, um, and thankfully enough people have uploaded the original airing on YouTube. Uh, yes. Where you can actually <laughs> yes. see the commercials. Commercials and all, yeah. So. A Muppet Family Christmas, brought to you by Oshkosh Bogosh, clothing for the entire family, the genuine article since 1895. That's the one that I always kind of gravitate toward because I just love watching those commercials. Uh, my friends in college had a VHS copy with commercials. So we would watch that. So nice. it's like double back memories for me. Right on. Yeah. Uh, we have an old Betamax tape. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Full of, uh, not, not of this special, but full of like Muppet shows and Thundercats and oh, um, stuff like that. And every once in a while we'll pop it in. It like barely works, but it works. <laughs> <laughs> Wear it out. Yeah, exactly. It's going to go, but, but I'm okay with that. So yeah, the Muppets they're they're driving to Fozzie's house, and uh, Doc ar- Doc arrives, and you know he's renting the place for the the Christmas break, and and Fozzie's mom is going to go to Malibu, and she took surfing lessons and everything. She's like yeah. so excited, when suddenly, who bam, Fozzie shows up with all the Muppet friends. But you know, I mean, Fozzie's mom is, I mean, she's a pretty great lady to kind of just let them all stay and cancel her plans and. Absolutely. Just she's a, a classic hospitable mom. Mm-hmm. I feel like mine would do the same thing. But poor Doc. <laughs> he you know. warmed up to it to his credit. He did. You're right. You're right. More but, certainly than I would have. Oh, for real. If I was planning like just a nice, <laughs> quiet getaway, oh, I would have been upset. Yeah. You know, first hashtag first world problems. But, uh. <laughs> <laughs> really? You can rent a farmhouse for Christmas to have a nice Christmas. You're doing all right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
So, of course, this begins the whole running gag of the falling on the icy patch, which is how you always uh, end your show, I've noticed. Yes, <laughs> I try to work that into everyday conversation when I can. It's difficult living in the South, but, you know, you know. <laughs> yeah, we don't get very many icy patches here. Nope. Oh, mind your step. Be careful. There's an icy Whoa. patch there. No, because when we do, uh, people forget how to drive, and then you just, it's all, it's a mess after that. But <laughs> anyway. Um, so yeah, one by one as they're coming in, you can see each one kind of slipping and falling on the icy patch. And uh, <laughs> yeah. so that's always been really cool to me. Uh, and of course, Doc gets all mad. And then we realize that Piggy's not with them because uh, no. she calls and Animal picks up the phone and he's like so excited. You know, he's like, give me <laughs> presents, give me presents. And then he answers it and he's like, oh, pig. Oh, and he just pig. like throws the floor. <laughs> he just throws the phone down on the floor. Uh, it's so great. It's like, Okay, I guess you don't like her, but I mean, you really don't like her. <laughs> I don't think it's that he doesn't like her. It's just that she's not present. Could be I don't that, know if she yeah. was expecting Santa on the phone or what? I, I don't know. It's animal. Who knows what's going yeah. on? <laughs> uh, but I guess he's not in control at this part yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> no. Far off from that still. Yeah, so it makes sense. Uh, so, of course, she set up her own photo shoot. Of which course. is like such a piggy thing to do. Yep. I forgot about this insy little photo shoot I just set up. And uh, I'm not going to do Piggy's voice because I'm terrible at Piggy's voice. But Teensy uh, <laughs> wincy little. Oh, I can't do it either. <laughs> it's, it's so hard. Uh, and my falsetto is not bad, but it's, it's not Piggy. So <laughs> no. I'm going to refrain. And then we, I love this special because we get like a whole bunch of different, you know, subplots. It's like classic, like Jerry Jewell, you know, he just, yes. you know, it's it like, it moves. It's real snappy, you know, it's like joke after joke, but then mm-hmm. there's like a lot of subtleties too that, that you kind of have to watch it a few times to really pick up on everything, you know? Yeah, you do. I, I like everybody kind of coming in and getting settled and everyone having their one line. And then here comes Sam the Eagle going, why am I here? What? <laughs> oh, that's like my favorite joke out of the whole thing. I love Sam the Eagle. Yeah, Sam Eagle is so funny. Uh, of course, I love on Muppet Christmas Carol when he's like, it's the American way. And then <laughs> it's the British way. <laughs> it's classic. Oh, man. But uh, but yeah, he's that's like my favorite line. Why am I here? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, so we have like, we, we have the the whole turkey, uh, the Swedish chef invites the turkey to come because he wants oh, to cook yes. the turkey and the turkey thinks, uh, so so on the one hand, he's like trying to avoid being eaten, but he's also trying to like hook up with Camilla. Yeah, <laughs> so, so there's kind like, of finds Camilla later in the special and he's like, well, I guess I'm staying now. <laughs> and he's like this, this cool cat beatnik turkey he's, too. He's got the dark sunglasses and the... The Kangol hat, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So so there's that subplot. And of course we have the uh the piggies missing subplot. And then we have the the Fozzie goes outside and makes a snowman and he it's like the perfect comedy duo yes, subplot. I mean, there's like like all these threads that kind of interweave and they're just they're just great. And of course, more people come, so Doc has to go find more spaces for them to stay, you know, and that kind of whole thing. And so it's just, it's like one thread and, and Jerry Jewell just really like weaves them together really nicely. Yeah. It's all very, very seamless. And it all makes sense in that sort of zany, everything's happening in the background kind of sense that they've always tried to have with the Muppet show and even with Sesame street. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
one of the parts I always loved was uh, when Kermit and Robin are like singing their song. You know, they sing like this yes. nice little sweet jingle bells. And then, you know, all of a sudden electric mayhem comes in and they're just like rocking out on jingle bell rock. And it's, they have the whole, they have a whole stage set up. They brought in a rig of lights. <laughs> well, Where was that in the truck? That's yes, exactly. They must've been sitting on it or something. I don't like know. Like a Mary Poppins truck. <laughs> well, it, it is the Muppets. So yeah. who knows? That's a jingle bell rock. But you know, uh, someone pointed out to me one time that it's like anytime things get get like too overly sentimental like it's immediately broken up with like another joke yes and, and this is like a perfect example of it you know it's it's a it, perfect balance yeah yeah exactly yeah so they won't get to let you go too saccharine but so yeah they're doing they're doing their thing um so uh, oh they're outside and ralph shows up and ralph he gives another one of the great lines and that's another thing i love about this special it's like so quotable Ralph's yes. doing his thing and he's, you know, oh, you know, I'm, I'm exhausted. Was, you know, that whole joke about the chasing cars. I and he's like, following the truck and boy, am I exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> and Fozzie's like, oh, I love Kate. She loves canine humor. And <laughs> yeah, go in and tell mom. And that's how they keep the story moving. too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That gets Ralph inside. Ralph interacts with Sprocket, Doc's dog. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph, Jim Henson doing rolf as a and just barking it's just like oh wolf wolf, wolf. <laughs> did you see jim henson do you have you ever seen him on the arsenio hall show uh no i missed his appearance on that one i'll have it to check it out right before he died oh wow uh, he was on the arsenio hall show and he brings rolf out and you know the audience is all doing hoo hoo, and he brings up rolf he's like yeah wolf wolf yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's great there we go <laughs> hey out there that's dog talk. Yes. Yes. You know what they're saying. Oh yeah. Yeah. Woo hoo hoo back at you. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh man. It's just so funny because Sprocket's really there like barking, you know, real barks. So then yeah, yeah, bark, bark, woof, woof. <laughs> and of course, ducks. Don't you hate it when you can't speak the language? And... Oh, that's right. <laughs> I always but, forget that part because I'm laughing too hard at Rolf. At Rolf, yeah. It, it just doesn't make any sense. But I just love it because, you know, he kind of communicates with Sprocket. So how does how does he not speak the language? You know, he, he knows about Fraggles from Sprocket. So, I mean, I just don't get it. But Yeah, that's... I don't know. <laughs> eh, it's all right. He took the two-week course. <laughs> there you go he yeah he knows uh he, he also knows com- conversational he he also gets mail for gobo from well that's true Max. yeah so you're right about he that knows the word fraggle and then sprocket's ears perk up it's like i know who that is so maybe <laughs> so this i guess takes place before their meeting the last two episodes of fraggle rock th- or the last episode of fraggle rock then i think so yeah yeah although one of the things that always did kind of make me wonder is how did the Fraggles show up there? Like how far away is Doc's place from Ma Bear's country house? You know, it's be close if he's, if the Fraggles are still there. Renting it. Yeah. I don't remember where in America Doc's supposed to be. Yeah. I don't either, but that always just made me wonder. It's like, Whoa, the Fraggles are there too. How do they do that? Of course, I guess it's their holiday. That's just a little something I always wondered. And, no, that's a good question. I always just, you know, underground network. Yeah. yeah. Whole world underneath us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 
kind of a scary thought. <laughs> Mole man or something. <laughs> well, if it's anything like Fraggle Rock, we should be okay. Yeah, I agree. Those doozers are pretty cute. They'll keep it up. Indeed. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so another one of my like favorite subplots is uh, Fozzie and, and the Snowman because, I mean, they're like this great vaudevillian style comedy yes. duo, you know? Like one sets them up and the other one the other one knocks it out of the park there. And uh, It makes sense because Fozzie builds this snowman and it comes to life through the magic of Christmas, I guess. And he just starts <laughs> singing Sleigh Ride with them and then they go on this joke bit and they're mm-hmm. just, Fozzie finally found a partner that melds with him. It just took, you know, going out and building it. And actually creating one, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's but seriously, Fozzie, what do you think of the weather we're having? It's so cold. How cold is it? It's so cold that when I opened my refrigerator this morning, there was a polar bear inside trying to keep warm. Oh. <laughs> but it's always cold at Christmas. Ah, Christmas. Time for Santa Claus and his eight prancing reindeer. That's reindeer. No, that's snow, darling. Ah. But it's, it's so funny because they're like, they're, they're like they're killing it you know and even doc he's just kind of out there just just hanging out and and he's laughing at it too so it yes. must be pretty good you know and that's when we get the you know the whole um i'm a snowman you know what's a snowman <laughs> nothing what's a snow with you ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's so great you know i i always i kind of miss being able to like go to something like that you know you can go to like comedians and and they're funny and stuff but but nothing like that i would want to take my kids to you know and i think they'd really enjoy like like that kind of vaudevillian you know let's go stand up and just say you know say a joke after joke after joke kind of thing right you know at least we have the muppets to kind of get through yeah nowadays it's always like they do something else like they're also a magician and the magician's funny yes exactly our kids to it was like a sit down dinner show thing where they okay. have pans of pizza and salad and stuff. And here's a magician who's also funny. Oh, One nice. Yeah. I don't really get to go into the city much, although I guess I'm still technically part of DFW, but uh, I bet they'd have something like that around here. Anyway. So uh, Fozzie's all excited about his new partner. And so he goes in to tell Kermit and of course Kermit gets called away again. And so he doesn't get to, he doesn't get to deal with that. And um, there's like a whole thing where the Swedish chef is upset because there's like chickens and all that kind of stuff. Rats and chickens. (laughs) Rats and chickens. Yeah. Yep. So they go up and then that's when like uh, the Turkey begins really getting on Camilla. Yeah. (laughs) And he said he meant, he has like a funny joke, something about like her drumstick. You got some drumsticks there, my fine feathered mama. But he invites her outside for a little scratching and squawking. Yeah. (laughs) And that's when Gonzo comes in and breaks it up and they almost come to blows. Yeah. Yeah. I'll rip off your waddle. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I still don't know how that whole Gonzo and Camilla thing works, but, you know, it works. If the frog and a pig can get together, then. Yeah. Well, yeah. (laughs) You're right about that. Um, there's a game that we played about a year ago called Disney Heroes Battle Mode. And hmm. it's just like on a on a, you know our phones. And okay. my daughter and I kind of played for a bit. And you're different Disney heroes and you make your own team and there's like different levels and okay. you know you can battle and stuff like that. But they released the Muppets about, I don't know, half a year ago or so, like around mm-hmm. November-ish. So they had Gonzo and Piggy and Animal. 
Gonzo always had like three chickens as like one of his attacks. Like they would all come out. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, Piggy would, you know, uh, karate kick and karate chop and all that stuff. But uh, an animal was more like a support guy where he'd play his drums and then your guys would attack faster (laughs) and stuff like that. But I I don't know. It just, I always thought it was kind of cool that they incorporated like the chickens into it. (laughs) Shoots them out of cannons. Yeah, I will. I wish he had, uh, you know, he'd kind of be shot out of a cannon for real, but oh well. Yeah. It was a fun little game, but we start to get into like the home movies. And this is where they also drew in the Muppet Babies from Muppet Takes Manhattan and like mm-hmm. the Muppet Babies cartoon. And I always thought that was so cool, uh, the Muppet Babies and Muppet Takes Manhattan. Of course, when I saw this years ago, I was like, oh, great. That's perfect. It works it all in, you know. And it was so cool because you see these kids and 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 I don't know which one's canon and which one's not in the Muppets universe. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm still confused about that. But uh, if we take this to be, you know, canon, then yes, they all went to like daycare together, I, I suppose. Right. They keep it, um, they keep it kind of oblivious, I guess is the word I'm thinking of. They keep that line blurred because Muppets take Manhattan piggies. Like, imagine if we knew each other when we were little and that's what sets up this Muppet baby scene. And then they make the cartoon from based from, on that scene. Mm-hmm. So... Which I used to and love. Then that this cartoon. comes around, and no, it's actually real, which is fun. But I always enjoy seeing the actual Muppet versions of them. Me too. Yeah, just, it's just a cool thing to be able to see. It's like, oh, they made these. <laughs> yeah. You better watch out. You better not cry. It's Miss Hamhocks when she was just a little sausage roll. Yeah, I, I always prefer it's it's like a, I love Frosty the Snowman. I do, you know, the Rankin Bass special, but mm-hmm. I like Frosty better when he was in uh, Christmas in July. Okay, you know, and he's yeah. there in in the full Animagic puppet, just like uh, Rudolph and Santa. Mm-hmm. And something about that to me, it just makes him more special because I guess you know it's three D. It just it feels more real, you know. Yeah. It's more tangible. He's got the yellow scarf; it makes it pop more. Yeah, and his hat, his magic hat, turned from black to. Uh, orange oh, yellow right. as well yeah. <laughs> yeah i always like to think of it's it's like a whole separate universe you know like there's a multiverse of rankin bass and yeah. <laughs> that's that's why at the end of uh rudolph you know he's like grown but in rudolph's shiny new year you know he's got the the small horns again so. yeah yeah i covered that one too when you get to that that episode of my show we talk about that yeah, that w- it used to bother me, and so it wasn't until I, I started reading like all these multiversal comic books that I'm like, oh, okay, they're separate universes, and it's the only way I can take it. <laughs> the actual reason they did that is because they didn't keep the models. When they right. made the original models for Rudolph, they weren't thinking, oh, we're going to make a whole bunch more of these, and this is going to be super successful. So they didn't take good care of them, and they ended right, up selling right. a bunch. And somebody kept it in an attic and they had an original Rudolph and original Santa. And that ended up on that antique road show years later. Yeah. And they were legit, but they're not in great condition, but now they're like in a traveling exhibit. So yeah. They've been restored end. as best, of course, as best they could. Right. But yeah. And then each one of those specials also was, um, uh, financed by a different company. It was like sponsored by, yeah, and right. so of course they had their own spin on them. And yep. so there's all that, but, but to just, you know, to make my own, to make it make sense to me, I had to, I have to think of it as, oh, well, this is, you know, universe one and here's, you know, earth two yeah. and here's earth. You know, I mean, that's the only way you I can have your it. own head cannon. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing with the Muppets, you know, 
And someone once told me that like, in their opinion, whenever they played a character that wasn't canon, but whenever they were themselves, it was. I don't know if that really works out because I haven't I haven't tried to make it work out yet. But for now, that's a it's a pretty good working theory, I think. Yeah, that's clever. I like that. <laughs> so yeah, so Muppets Christmas Carol. You know, they're clearly playing characters. So, yeah. but yeah. Anyway, so um, of course the Swedish Chef and the uh, well, actually before this, the uh, the Sesame Street gang arrives. They're like Carol. Yeah, this was right. Right again, it's the turkey and Gonzo are about to get the blows. Kermit yeah. kind of breaks them up. It's like I hear me thinks me hear carolers. Oh yeah, the and classic. Here comes thing. the Sesame Street gang. Yeah. Oh man. Of course they they do their thing. And what I always thought was really cool was that Elmo wasn't really famous yet. He was just baby monster. And... Oh, well, it was after Elmo was... became Elmo, but it was early days of Elmo. Yeah, it was, was like wasn't it pre Kevin Clash? No, Kevin. It's not before. Kevin Clash. He had started voicing Elmo at that point. This is 87. He started in, I think, 1984. Or oh, I see. Okay. But again, it was very early, so he hadn't blown up as a Oh, thing. I see. Okay. I, no lines of this. No, no. It completely just nothing. I always thought it was before him because, uh, just due to that fact, but I guess that makes sense. Yeah. But they have like some really obscure ones back there. Uh, you know, like, uh, was it um, Sully and uh, I think his name is Biff? Yeah. Of course, you have like Sherlock Hemlock and uh, is Forgetful Jones there? I think I saw him. I I don't remember. I have a list somewhere, but I didn't I didn't pull it up. But he oh, might that, be there. Uh, that's the okay. Most, I think the most obscure one I saw was Oscar the Grouch's Puerto Rican cousin Osvaldo. Osvaldo, yes, uh, I did read that. Yeah, <laughs> and so I actually I didn't notice him, and then I I went back and when I was looking it up, I. You know, it saw his name and I thought, really? He's in there? And so then I had to go back and sure enough, he's there in the back. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Puerto Rican. But yeah, so they're caroling and, uh, you know, everybody's like, hey, come on in. And of course, Doc's like, more people? And And then he's the one who goes up to build bunk beds. To build bunk beds. Well, it was either that or he was going to have to give up his hammock. Oh, well. In the attic. So Yeah, that's right. That was his idea. (laughs) Get me a hammer. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, but before that, he meets uh, he meets Ernie and Bert, this and they go through that whole little small talk bit. Yeah. <laughs> like, you hey, know Doc starts with the letter D. <laughs> Why? Yes. Yes, and yes starts with the letter Y. <laughs> true. And true starts with the letter T. Hey, what is this? <laughs> Where we come from. This is small talk. What was great oh, about good... Jim Henson? Is he that's was a good never book. afraid to get meta like that. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think that's why I like community so much because it's really meta too. And uh, yeah. I mean, this is just, it's so, you know, this is like where it all started, you know, uh, the Muppets, they, they always did that. And uh, I mean, even sometimes on Sesame street, they'd kind of go meta as well, but every once in a while they would, but they knew where to kind of draw the line because they didn't. Right. Cause it was more for kids. Yeah. I remember there was a, something I read where Mr. Rogers wanted to have Big Burn on, but he wanted to have Carol Spinney on and like show them how, show the kids how the costume worked and Mm -hmm. Carol Spinney vetoed it. Like, let's not ruin that yet for as young as your audience and our audience is. Let's, let's not go there. Yeah, that's cool. So he just had Big Bird on the show instead. Oh, I gotcha. Mm -hmm. I don't remember that episode uh, because I used to watch Mr. Rogers a lot too. I faintly remember it. I don't remember like, I can picture it, but I couldn't tell you anything about it except for that article I remember reading. Oh, uh, excuse me, mister. Um, I, I, I'm going to have a little race here. Would you mind helping me and being a judge? 
See, what we're going to do is we're going to have a foot race here, and you could be the judge for me. Well, I'm waiting for someone to come for me, and when he comes, I'll have to leave. Oh, uh, well, that's okay, because this won't take long, see? Mr. Snuffleupagus and I are going to race all the way around the block, and then when we get back here, we got, this is the finish line, and you decide who gets here first, okay? Well, I'll stay as long as I can. Oh, good. I appreciate it. It's funny, because it seems like a lot of the things I remember are mostly about He-Man and Thundercats. <laughs> <laughs> it's, all, it's all selective memory, and it's yes, all starting yeah. to get blurry for me. The, the more I think about it, it's like, oh, okay, no, there was G.I. Joe and Voltron. But, I, you know, I know I saw like every single episode of The Muppets. I just, I don't remember <laughs> yeah, as, as much there. as I well, wish. And again, it's that variety show format where sometimes it was rapid fire and other times it just dragged. Oh, yes. So. Like the very last one, uh, the finale of their first season where they had like those uh, those weird puppeteer guys come on. I mean, that one oh, was yeah. just... You know, like the choreography mm-hmm. kind of thing. I mean, it was, uh, and it was I, cool at the time. And yeah, that was, it was for a different audience. It was for a different generation, I guess. Yeah. When, uh, when I went back and saw it, I was like, okay, next. And so I just put in the next disc, but, uh, but I do remember seeing, you know, I remember seeing it in syndication. I just don't remember liking it, but, right. <laughs> but hey, like you said, different time. So the Turkey and, um, He's he's into it now with the chef. You know, the chef like finally <laughs> figures out that okay, no, you know, gobla gobla, and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and the turkey's like, oh, all right, all right, yes, I'm the turkey. You know, I'm the turkey, I'm the turkey. But wait, a, get a load of this, and he like opens a door, <laughs> and it's and a big you bird. Hear the crack of thunder. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's my favorite part. <laughs> yeah, castle it's, thunder. Oh Stop. man, yeah, it's like d- dark shadows or something. Just and it's it's so great. And and uh, what I really love is that the chef just like throws the pan <laughs> over his shoulder, <laughs> like he knows there's no way there's no way it's fitting, so he just throws it over his shoulder. <laughs> I didn't even think of it like that. I just remember thinking he was in shock. A giant bird. Yeah, I mean that's just to me that always stood out because he's just like like there's no way he's gonna fit in this, but oh that's funny, yeah. <laughs> so of course we get to another funny bit that I always liked, which is uh, it, it, you know, right after that they're watching the news and it's that Muppet uh, the, oh, the newscaster, the Muppet newscaster, yes. yeah. <laughs> and you know he always he like anytime he says something, of course you know if it's any if it can be turned into a physical bit, it always is. And so in this case, it's the uh, you know barometers are falling sharply and so they start oh, to no. fall <laughs> yeah oh no <laughs> that was it's, always one of my favorite pieces and it's like well like that's one thing- what get, got me into just dad joke humor right away. <laughs> it's definitely dad joke uh oh, territory there yes <laughs> but what i really love is that as soon as that happens then they cut straight to like scooter who's like laughing at him I don't know if you ever noticed that. Like, Scooter's just like... Oh, yeah. Sco- yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? Then he glances out the window and it's like, oh, he's right. It's really coming down out there. And, of course, the count then starts to count mm-hmm. and all yep. that stuff. But I always liked that uh, Kermit's worried and, and Doc's like, oh, that's one worried frog. And so then, you know, the count is like, <laughs> what? One, one worried frog. And, and then Rob is like... not the only one. That's, that's two, two. Two worried frogs. <laughs> it's, and there's uh, that... 
canned lightning, canned thunder sound again. <laughs> exactly. And it's, it's just, it's so brilliant the way they did that. And it, again, you know, they're kind of, they're kind of getting real intense and, and building mm-hmm. up the suspense. And then all of a sudden, Oh, let's break it up with a joke. <laughs> it's, yep. he just, he does that so masterfully and, and the Muppets, I mean, they acted it out. Their performers just, they just made it so seamless. It's fantastic. Let's see. Then there, there's a couple more, you know, not as important things where Janice bakes the cookies and Cookie Monster like just <laughs> <laughs> tears into them, and, and of course Animal is like eat my kind of fella. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a great joke. It really, it really was because even as, as I was seven when this came out, and I could already figure out that hey, there's only a small group of puppeteers who are doing all the voices of this. Right, That's right. the only reason. I mean, like Fozzie and Bert sound alike, Cookie Monster and Animal sound alike. So there's this joke. Yeah. It, so it, I was already in on that part of it. But you know what always bothered me about Cookie Monster is that he always wasted so many cookies. And I know, of course, why now. But, you know, as he's shoveling <laughs> them in his face, you know, like like just so many cookies would just be falling out. I'm like, what are you doing? You're not eating them. Right. It's, at, on one hand, it's a very nice physical effect. It is, yeah. On the other hand, it's just... You're dropping a lot, man. <laughs> well, as a kid, it used to bother me because, you know, when I couldn't have a cookie, I was kind of like living vicariously through him. And <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, man. So it's like, oh, man. You could have been sharing that. Yeah, I could have eaten that, dude. So there's that whole little bit. And then we get into the next segment, which is another one of my favorite. I mean, this is this whole special is really like my favorite. It's, I just, it's so hard yeah. to, to pick just one spot. But like we get into their whole Twist the Night Before Christmas uh, little play <laughs> that they put on. <laughs> and it's so great because, of course, Bert uh, doesn't want to come out because he lost the coin toss. And so now yeah. he has to play Mama. You know? <laughs> Spoiler so, alert, we might be coming back to that later. Oh, oh, oh all right. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm very uh, I'm very intrigued. Yeah, so Ernie comes out, they start doing the they start acting out the night before Christmas and Bert comes out and he cuts to like my another one of my favorite jokes where you know Grover comes out and he's wearing the the mouse ears. <laughs> yes. and he's got the bowl with the spoon in it and he he makes it like a point to show that he is not stirring. <laughs> Note. How the hand never touches the spoon <laughs> in his little dramatic loved Grover growing up. <laughs> Grover was one of my favorites, mm-hmm. especially when he was super Grover. Oh yeah. I used to, I actually had a stuffed super Grover. I mean, I took that thing with me like everywhere. I mean, he was just so cool. I wish I could find, I mean, I'm sure they got to have some somewhere. Um, they do. We have mo- one. We have a newer one. Do you? Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because mostly, uh, at least here, it's mostly just you know Elmo and uh, and Cookie Monster, and of course they have like the the small seven inch ones that are stuffed. Uh, and my son, when he was smaller, I mean he loved Cookie. That was his favorite, you know, like Cookie, Cookie. And so, <laughs> so, so we got him the Cookie Monster. We got him one with it. Uh, you know, he's got like a cookie in his hand, and he put it in his mouth, and he just oh, kind of like, <laughs> you know, nice robotic kind of a thing. So he likes that, and, and Elmo were like his two favorites, of course. Uh, but for me, it was always Grover. Grover and the Count. I always liked the Count, too. Okay. Uh, yeah. For me, it was Grover, and and I had a soft spot for Ernie and Bert. Well, yeah. Yeah, we actually, my dad had some puppets from uh, the 70s of Ernie and Bert. Oh, and I had those, too. They were kind of like hard rubber? Were yes. Hard? Yep. Yep, and they were hard to like move. Yeah, but... I had Ernie Burton. I think I had Roosevelt Franklin. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, 
That's super cool. Now we only had Ernie and Bert and my dad would do the voices. And so when my daughter was little, we'd call, we'd FaceTime with him and he'd like just pull it out. And he's like, Hey Bert, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and so he'd have like a whole little conversation and we'd call again the next day. And she's like, where's Ernie? <laughs> And so uh, my dad would have to make up an excuse why he wasn't right. there or something. It's like, good work, dad. Now you're going to have to do that every time. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like, you forgot all about kids, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's been too long. We grew up. <laughs> yeah. So they go through their play and it comes to another great Sam Eagle line. I think it's like his only other line in the special where yeah. they reveal that Santa is played by a two-headed monster. Yeah. <laughs> Sam Eagle gives that great line. There's nothing sacred. I love Sam the Eagle because he's just this stuffy, straight-laced character, but he still hangs out with all the Muppets. Yes, exactly. He immediately is there to point out, you're all weirdos. But he doesn't ever leave. Like He's always game for whatever they're up for. He always ends up going, even if he doesn't know why he's there. He's always there. It's always, you get that feeling like he's always just trying to bring them up to his level and he just fails miserably. <laughs> uh, except maybe with Wayne and Wanda. I don't know. But uh, yeah. Wow. Wayne and Wanda. <laughs> I always remember that. Wayne and Wanda. <laughs> <laughs> He'd introduce them. And, yeah. So that, there was that whole bit. And of course, Miss Piggy tries to make her way i think her limo gets stuck or something and and so she yeah got stuck in a snowbank yes yeah and so she has to take a cab which later on also something happens to it and she gets like a whole face full of mud i think (laughs) yep this is why i don't miss snow at all because i remember having to drive through it and it wasn't fun one of my first jobs out of college was for a news radio station it was the one that would call all the snow closings so i would have to stay overnight in the city it was in philadelphia so we would i would have to stay in a hotel for the night and then i would be there at four o'clock in the morning taking all the school closing calls oh my gosh and then when i got back to my car at the train station parking lot it was the only one there and the snow plows have already been through the rest of the parking lot and there's this mountain of snow on my car so it would take me an hour and a half just to clear it all off so that you could get in the car and so I can get home and it was a nightmare and I don't miss snow anymore. Yeah. I mean, I can definitely see that. I'm from South Texas. So okay. um, growing up, uh, the only snow we ever got was like little flurries one time when I was in high school and I remember I was in band and you know, it started, the flurries started and of course nothing happened. They didn't like stick or anything. Right. And so, but everyone was like so excited. Whoa, it's snowing. And so we stopped yeah. playing and we like ran out and then I didn't see snow until I mean, years later after I graduated college and I was living in Houston and, and then of course it snowed here a couple of times, but I mean, nothing like that, like nothing like that, you know, and most we'd get like an inch. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> so, I've been through a few blizzards and one day we'll get the kids up to see snow. That's what we keep saying. And uh, my daughter keeps begging it to happen on Christmas and uh, it just, you know, it's Texas. Yeah, that's a, it, it that's really... a tricky conversation to have. It's like, we can go up for Christmas, but... That may not happen. Yeah, exactly. When she was a year old, saw flurries that she doesn't remember when we were up there. But that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, my daughter, when she was one or two, I don't remember. But uh, there was snow for a little bit. But, I mean, it was gone by the next morning. (laughs) 
you know we took one picture of like just the three little flurry that landed on the step and that that's all the evidence we have that you've actually seen snow <laughs> oh man uh poor baby <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, you're right. I yeah. I have no desire to have my car snowed in, so I'm okay. But uh yeah, so it's like so cold that uh the snowman comes in and <laughs> can I come in and warm up? <laughs> oh, that part was great. <laughs> so, but then so finally, you know, Kermit's like ready to go to to listen to their bit and Statler and Waldorf end up are there somehow. Yeah, I they weren't I don't know how they got there. But, you know, it's just Muppet magic kind of a thing. I guess they, they traveled by map. <laughs> to yeah, get there. that's it. Yeah. They come and visit me every Christmas. You weren't supposed to be here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So they would have showed up and what? She just wouldn't have been there, I guess. I guess not. I'm just like, oh, all right. Back home we go. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Can you even imagine they'd started? Like, how much more would they have taken that out on Fozzie? <laughs> oh, <bro>. oh <laughs> yeah. They'd find a way to make it his fault. Yeah, for real, exactly. Hey, Fozzie! Yes, Mr. Snowman! Did you hear about the church that burned down? Holy smoke! (laughs) (laughs) That was our best joke. But uh, so so they step on his jokes, like all, you know, they're doing their thing. They step on his jokes, uh, you know, the holy smoke bit and uh, (laughs) and all that. Uh, And then, of course, I might be doing this part later. But... uh, All right. (laughs) so they're doing all this and of course the snowman starts to melt and they're not killing it the way they killed it outside so the snowman decides you know he's gonna go wait out on the porch and that's when we get into the swedish chef and big bird bit yeah and it's like this really sweet thing where you know the swedish chefs he's he's like ready to to cook big bird but Big Bird, being who he is, is like, oh, I, you know, I bet you miss your family. Oh, that's terrible, Big Bird. But anyway, you know, <laughs> you know, he's he's like, you're from Sweden, I, you know, I'm away from your family. I bet probably miss them, and you get lonely. And so here, I made you some, uh, was it, it was a um, chocolate, chocolate bird seed. bird seed. That's what it was. Yeah, <laughs> breakfast of champions. And yeah, yes, exactly. Would you know what? I'm actually kind of curious to see what it tastes so like. So am I. <laughs> <laughs> every time yes it, it's like, you know it looks yeah. like it might be good as like a cereal or something yes exactly just pour some milk on it and just yep, kind of it'll be fine exactly maybe add some strawberries i don't know so yeah this this chef is like like so touched that he decides he's only going to serve shredded wheat and cranberry sauce yes. which happens to be big bird's favorite so of course <laughs> oh man so that that disaster is kind of averted right there. And so Doc decides he's going to go check for Miss Piggy and he leaves. And then that's when we get the Fraggles, right? I think. Yes. Robin think calls next. him down to the basement. I think I found a Fraggle hole. Can we go explore it? So in they go. It happens to be a frog sized hole in Fozzie's basement. <laughs> Naturally, you know, we all have uh, <laughs> frog sized holes in our basements. <laughs> well, I'm from Texas. We don't have basements, yeah, but we still. Don't have basements. I had a rat-sized <laughs> hole in my garage, but we patched that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you should have checked it for Fraggles first. Anyway, no, so. To outside, so. Yeah. If they were in there, they hid very well. Very well, yeah. Maybe just doozer size, but. Maybe. Uh, so yeah, they 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 find the Fraggles, and of course, it's it's the main ones: Wembley and Moki and Gobo and Red and you know Boober. all them. Bo- uh, Boober is that his name? Boober. Yep. Uber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
It's been a while since I've seen Fraggle Rock. And they show them like their own special holiday where they kind of pass around this one stone. And they said it's been passed around 37 times. 37 times. So what they do mention that, you know, last year I gave it to him and the year before that I gave it to them. So does that mean it's been passed around 37 years? I think so. See, because... Um... Big, but then later, you know, like she gives it to Boober, but then he right away he gives it to yeah, so Robin. Maybe, maybe so, not. Maybe so not. Maybe not. Years. Yeah, because that's another thing that always made me wonder. Like, huh, is it really thirty-seven years? But then they just pass it on multiple times there. But anyway, no. so you know, right, they they right. teach them their game. They they tell them a little bit, like very briefly about Christmas, and uh, you know, so then and they go back, and of course they they sing that pass it on song, which I love. But it's also very out of place in this special, you know? It's out of place in this special. It's not at all out of place in Fraggle Rock. Yes. It's a very Fraggle Rock song. It's definitely, yeah, it's um, definitely a Fraggle song. But fun. it just, with all the other Christmas and, like, the standards and everything, it just feels odd, you know? It is, but I'm glad it's there. Like, I've made it a standard in my house. I have it on our Christmas mix that we put on every year. So. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Nice. La, 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 la. La 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 Pass it on when it's nice and bright and it brings delight. Let your heart choose right. Gotta pass it on. So, uh, and, and I'll talk about it later when we get to it. But um, that big uh, medley at the end, like I, I ended up ripping that, and uh, and so that's like a standard that we always. I mean, we got to play that, you know, oh, it's yeah. like, what, like seven minutes long or something, but something like that. Yeah. So we, we listen to that whole medley uh, mm-hmm. every Christmas, which is nice. So yeah, they, they come back and that's when uh, Doc arrives with Piggy. And of course, Doc is dressed like a Mountie. And, and I love how, again, it's kind of <laughs> like this whole meta thing, like you were saying, where, you know, he's like, I can't explain it. She just had this costume, you know, it's like they actually talk to it. You know, they, they actually refer to it. A whole dog sled with a whole fleet of dogs. <laughs> And, Classic piggy. Uh, yeah, and Kermit's just like, uh, she knows how to make an entrance. Don't worry yeah. about it. <laughs> it's like, it's a good boyfriend. Just don't ask questions. <laughs> so, are they boyfriend or you know, boyfriend and girlfriend, or are they married here? Oh, mm. I think they're just that's, dating because then because then that Muppet yeah, show. They, I mean, that's the running gag with Kermit and Miss Piggy. If you've ever seen Kermit on a talk show, he always kind of skirts the issue. Yes, he does. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, fun fact, my brother actually got to sing with the Muppets. Uh, what? Yeah. He was wow. doing a thing with like the New York, uh, um, one of the New York choirs, maybe their pops or something like that. Oh, and uh, so he actually got to sing with them, which is really cool. <laughs> That's amazing. I know. I was so, so jealous. I was like, ah, oh, I want to meet the Muppets so bad. That's like, you got to put that on your resume. <laughs> I'm sure he does. <laughs> I'm sure. If not, get it on there. Yes, exactly. So then they go into that whole big carol sing, and that's where it gets into like the real Happy Holiday, Happy Holiday, Happy Holiday, Happy Holiday. May the calendar keep ringing Happy Holidays to you. Happy Holiday. You know, those old timey Christmas specials where, you know, you're all just kind of sitting around singing, singing songs, you know. Uh, I think they even say it's like our the annual, you know, carol annual sing. Annual carol sing. Yep. And of course, then uh, Kermit and Piggy 
where Kermit gives Piggy her present, which is uh, Maureen the Mink. <laughs> I'm your biggest fan. <laughs> and, you know, Piggy's like excited because it's a mink, but oh no, it's it's really a mink. <laughs> An actual mink. Wish it's the ground you walk on. That's a great bit. I it really had is. that explained to me as a child. It's like, no, people would wear it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, it's they're you know they they just have these play on words and all these these cool little gags that, that uh, they just kill every time. Of course, Doc shows up and Santa Claus gives up presents, but then we get to the the biggest cameo, which is Jim Henson himself. Uh, they seem to be having a good time. I like it when they have a good time. Let's let's get these dishes done, which seems like a very Jim Henson thing, you know? Like, oh, okay, well, you know, they're I'm glad that's going well. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go take care of this part now. Yeah, he says, I like it when they have a good time. Yeah. I love the suit he's wearing. He's got this, like, it's almost like a Zubaz pants pattern jacket that he's wearing. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very Jim Henson style suit. He would always wear stuff like that. Is it tweed? It might be tweed. I don't know. but uh... it, If it was, then it, yeah, it looked like it. Yeah, and so then, of course, it, it kind of ends. That's the whole special there. It's, mm-hmm. uh, I really wish I had grown up watching it. And not just caught like the ending, because I think it uh, it just would have made me love the Muppets even more, you know. Uh, well, I mean, it's it's good that you've discovered this. If you discovered it as a young adult, great. So it, you you still can make that an annual thing. There are so many things that I hadn't watched as a kid that I'm just discovering now. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. Like I'm trying to think of an example, but half of the Rankin Bass specials I had not seen as a kid. We oh, just recorded an episode recently on the Leprechaun's Christmas Gold. Oh, that is special. That but yeah, it makes no now, sense. It's in the rotation now because it's just something that I have to watch. This is this is my wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah, same here. I mean, that one is odd, and Rankin Bass is already odd. But that one, I mean, even for Rankin Bass, that one makes no sense. It I mean, doesn't. it's. <laughs> <laughs> you should interview uh he's a friend of mine rick goldschmidt the official uh, rankin bass biographer oh, he's, he's the one that wrote the um the that enchanted world of rankin bass yeah. he, he wrote those books uh the making of rudolph uh, the red-nosed reindeer uh, making okay. of santa claus is coming to town i think he's got one of frosty that came out the arthur rankin scrapbook wow um there's another one uh i think there's one on mad monster party so he's got several books on them, and uh, they're really cool. They're really cool yeah. books. I know on one of your episodes, uh, your, your guest was talking about the Enchanted World of Rankin Bass. Well, that's by him. Yeah, okay. it's on. It's on their twenty. Uh, their I think it's like the fifth version or something, fifth edition, twentieth anniversary special. But yeah, that's something you should check out. He's a cool guy. He comes to a lot of like conventions and things like that, and I think you'd enjoy it. Yeah, but. Anyway, I'm hoping to get him on the show. Uh, we're eventually going to talk about Rudolph because, you know, they showed it in the 80s, so I'm counting it. But, oh, yeah, that counts. <laughs> they all count. They all count, yeah. <laughs> um, so I have to ask, if you can, what is your hap, hap, happiest memory of this special? Ironically, it's watching it during the summer. Really? My mom used to offer daycare in our home, and one of the younger kids latched on to this specific special and asked nice. to watch Muppet Family Christmas constantly over the summer, and I was totally on board every time. Heck yeah. Uh, 
But as an adult and as a father, I usually put this special starting either Thanksgiving or Black Friday because that's when we put up our tree. Yeah, same here. Black Friday. This past year, because uh, this was the first year I've working at the Christmas store, we couldn't put it up on Black Friday. So we ended up having to put it up on Thanksgiving night. But this is yeah. uh, this is definitely one that, at least my memory, my happiest memory, is watching it with my, my daughter for the first time. Uh, you know, the oldest. And, I mean, she just loved it. So uh, the other day, actually, it was about a week ago, because, you know, my wife's a teacher, so she's been teaching from home, and I have to watch the little ones, the one-year-old and the three-year-old. And so the other day, I just thought, hey, let's watch it. So we just put it on, and, of course, the one-year-old, she's one, so she was just kind of all over the place. But the three-year-old was just... <laughs> yeah you know sitting there just with his eyes wide open watching it so i mean it was just it was fun getting to share that with him so yeah uh that was my happiest memories <laughs> so now we come to the part of the show which is always my favorite this is what i like to call gag me with the spoon this is where we do our best impression of our least favorite part of the show uh for me i'm gonna say right now this was like ridiculously hard to pick a spot it so was. i I ended up just picking a spot that I thought I could do best. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I might have cheated at my own game, but that's okay. okay. Now, uh, I will let you as the guest go first, just kind of set up the scene for us, and uh, then you take it away. And the winner will get a uh, totally rad Christmas sticker, unless I win, in which case I get nothing. Because, <laughs> um, you know, I can just grab my own sticker. But, listeners, uh, if you want to uh, write my name in the comments, I tell you what, I will send you a sticker as well. So, <laughs> hey, hey. but uh, let's see, let's let's check this out. All right, go ahead, good sir. It was very hard to pick a least favorite part of this, but I went with poor Bert having to wear a nightgown for the night before Christmas pageant. So I'm going to do my best, Ernie here. <laughs> okay. Come on, Bert. Somebody had to play Mama, and you lost the toss. <laughs> that was good. That was good. I enjoyed that. Thank you. It's going to be better than mine. I So I ended up going with Statler and Waldorf when they're heckling uh, <laughs> and they're heckling Fozzie. <clears throat> Let's see if I can do this. All right. These two comics were made for each other. Hmm? The snowman's ice cold and the bear's not so hot. <laughs> oh, man. They're just, they're so good. Those guys have always been my favorites. <laughs> Who was it? I'm glad someone thought to add those. Yes. I think, it, I mean, it still would have been great, but I I think it would have just been missing that little something if they hadn't showed up, you know? Yeah. Which comic was it during this, the their run? It was a comedian that showed up. Uh, it was during one of the, I think season two, maybe. And he shows Fozzie how to, like, heckle the hecklers. Do you remember that one? Oh, I know what you're talking about. It's, oh, it's right in the tip of my tongue. We're going to have to look this up. Yeah, that's going to bug me. And so he's, yeah, he's, he, you know, he he's like, okay, go for the jugular. And he even, you know, he like, <laughs> and of course, Statler and Waldorf are like, oh. Is oh. it Steve Martin? Is that who it was? Maybe. Possibly. Uh, I don't remember. It's going to come. I'm going to have to like watch all them now. <laughs> well, that's okay. I can definitely, I can definitely sit through uh, Muppet shows again. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> That was one, that's one I had to introduce to my kids later because when I tried to show my daughter the Muppet Show early on, she just spent the whole episode going, where's Kermit? Yeah, yeah. 
I, and you know, it's, it's kind of a hard sell because it is in that variety show format and uh, yeah. there's not really like a through line very often. Right. Um, and then just like some of the other Muppet things, there's a lot of, uh, a lot more adult humor <laughs> in the show than I remembered. Yeah. Right. I didn't remember yeah. that uh, growing up. I just, you know, like, haha, you know, Muppaphones. All went over my head. <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. I just like the Muppaphones getting hit on the head, you know? <laughs> 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 All right, Mike. So, uh, G.I. Joe, you know, they taught us that knowing is half the battle. What do you think the other half of the battle is? Uh, keeping a cool head and also having a costume ready for your transportation when he arrives. <laughs> that is so crazy. <laughs> I, I almost said that exact same thing <laughs> oh. and and i put it i i have it as a backup because i thought you were gonna say this thing here which is the other half of the battle is to be careful of the icy pads <laughs> <laughs> too obvious <laughs> so, so i kept that as a backup no that's good i like that yeah mine the, my backup was always have a spare mounting uniform in case you're ever rescued during a snowstorm but yeah. <laughs> totally red Welcome back with Chatting with the Littles. I'm here with little number one, my Hi. almost eight-year-old daughter. Uh, do you remember Muppet Family Christmas? Yes and no. Yes and no. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, what do you remember most about it? The Kermit Mrs. Mrs. Piggy. The Kermit Mrs. Mrs. Piggy, yes. And she... then Miss Piggy is doing poses while she's talking on the phone. <laughs> that's true. It's at her photo shoot. Who's your favorite Muppet? Um, Miss Piggy. Oh, yeah? Why? <laughs> that's why. <laughs> well, that's okay. That's a good reason. Oh, man. Anything else you want to tell me about your Muppets or the Muppet Family Christmas? Mm, I don't really know what I would say if I did, but I don't have anything to say. <laughs> well, that's okay. All right. Well, let's get back to our regularly scheduled program. Totally red. Oh, man. Mike, it's been great talking with you. Um, Thanks for Same. coming on. What uh, what do you want to plug? Uh, easiest way you can find me is on Twitter. I'm at Fall West Mike. My podcast is called The Advent Calendar House. It's a salute to all holiday specials, but mostly the Christmas ones. And it'll be back July 1st, counting down to Christmas in July, and that's at adventcalendar.house. Right on. Yeah, you definitely check it out. It's funny. His uh, his guests are always amazing. And it's just something that um, now I really look forward to. So um, can't wait, man. It's gonna be fun. So again, thanks for coming on. And let me say, I like it when they have a good time. But tell you what, somebody would have to do something about these dishes, Sprocket. Oof. Come on, I'll wash you dry. Okay. Okay, and while we're doing that, check us out on our social media pages, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you're so inclined, leave us a review and get your name entered in our first rad contest for a chance to win some cool swag from the Christmas store where I work. Don't forget to vote, guys. Later, dudes. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Jingle bell swing and jingle bell ring. Going and blowing up bushels of fun. Now the jingle hop has begun. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Yeah. Jingle bells chime in jingle bell time. Boom. Dancing and prancing in jingle bell square. Square. In the frosty air. What a bright time. It's the right time to rock the night away. Away. Jingle bell time. Well
of time to go gliding in a one-horse sleigh. Get up, jingle horse, pick up your feet, jingle around the clock. Mix and mingle in a jingling beat, that's the jingle bell rock. To make your own Muppet. Puppet. Puppet. Okay. Well, you heard it here first, folks. The challenge for this week is to make your own puppet. Later, dudes. And do that.